Well, there, there are, there are a lot of aha moments that um, we we face all the time. There are things that are, are surprising us all the time about the stages that we're in as we move through them. Mm-hmm. One of the things I really appreciate about Jude at his stage, he's especially as a as a little boy, as a as a up and coming man. There's this strong drive in him for feelings of competence, and he has a, a really high desire for affirmation right now. That I I think at this stage is. Um, almost in excess of where his sister is. Parents, it's time to celebrate. The new On Purpose Parents podcast, a Saddleback Parents podcast has arrived for tips, ideas, and encouragement to help you win at being an on-purpose parent. All right, all right, all right. Oh my goodness. What the what the what? What do we this have here? This retro game? video game? <laughs> retro video game meets... I was going to say, like... I'm kind of digging that, it. Like, what's that called? E&D? And drumline, too. It's, it got, like, a drumline feel. EDM. EDM. Yeah. That's your high youth ministry coming through. The show is about to begin. Oh. I heard that. I producer, heard that. Producer Chris, um... Was this the second, yeah, or, third, second or third week that you've kind of... This is like four or five. Fourth or fifth. We've been doing like this that, for a yeah. while now. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know about that one. <laughs> I, I actually don't know about the whole concept of you different like, theme music every time. You I, like the peppy, happy, feel good, like makes you smile. Yes. Springy. Yes. You like the spring. I think the fun of it is just watching your reactions. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of our On Purpose Parent podcast. As always, I'm Kurt Johnston here with the amazing, the smart, the wonderful Grace Yoon. So and true. So also true. in the corner, who is speaking out of turn as he <laughs> loves to do. Our amazing producer, Chris, ladies and gentlemen. Yay. Yay. That was your cue to clap for yourself, producer Chris. Where's the producer Chris, ladies and gentlemen? Producer Chris. No? No. No applause button? Okay, something. Producer producer Chris seems a little melancholy today. He didn't start out that way, did we? What's going on over there? Are you okay? Yeah, I got some nice uh, spicy sweet tea. Okay. That I'm drinking. It's yeah. really good, and so I'm feeling good. Fantastic. I had yeah. tea this morning. I also have tea. Yeah, I had tea. I don't have it now. I had tea at a brand new coffee shop that I found oh. that I'm not telling anybody about because <laughs> the current coffee shop close to our offices is basically like the remote office of the church. If you go uh-huh. in there, Doug, you know. Well, we yeah, have, Ministry Office 3. Yes. It, we ministry have two office official ones, three, and then yes. we have the one that's just off-site. So if you go there... Y- y- you're talking to everybody, but I found this other one that nobody really no knows about. And so, oh, yeah, I went there this morning at 7 a.m. since we didn't surf and got a lot of work done and had a tea, and nobody listening cares. So let's let's that, move on. Well, past. Huh? Does it start with the letter E? No, it does not. Okay. <laughs> then it's not the one I go to. So and if, if it did, he wouldn't say yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> I, I'm not a very good speller, so it took me a second to think. Does it start with the letter E? The letter, nope, nope. Huh. It starts with our T, which is not. Oh. Anyway, enough of that. So glad everybody that's tuning in is listening. Our hope every single week is that if you're taking the time to join us, that this little podcast would put a smile on your face and give you some tips and some hope and some help on your parenting journey. As always, our stated goal at On Purpose Parents is to help you as parents raise your children to be lifelong followers of Jesus who are interdependent 
and want to make a kingdom mm-hmm. contribution. And those three things, lifelong follower of Jesus, interdependency, making a kingdom contribution are the things that we think are the very most important pieces of raising our kids. Obviously, there's a bunch of other stuff that goes into parenting. And that's why we're in the week two. It's actually week three of our series Mm -hmm. where every single week for what's going to end up being about 10 episodes, um, we're going to spend time interviewing a parent who is in a parenting stage Mm -hmm. that's uniquely connected to our on purpose parent plan. As we work through ages zero to five, we had Colton Harker and Charlotte St. Hilaire as our guests. And this week we're on week one of the next parenting stage, Mm -hmm. which is the grade elementary grades, basically grades one through five. We call that the stage where parents, your role is the crafter Mm -hmm. because in this season you are primarily, now you're still, you're still a caregiver. Obviously Mm -hmm. your second graders, your fifth graders aren't earning their own way in the world. You're still the caregiver, but you add to that, this, this crafter hat and the image or the, the thing we, the analogy, I guess, is mm-hmm. that the right word? Yeah. Analogy. Yep. The image we use for crafter is that it's in this age that you're really mom and dad. You really are crafting your kid's character. You're crafting their faith. You're crafting their worldview. You're molding them, helping helping mold them into what the Lord has planned for their lives, and that you're in the very early stages of that. And the goal for you as parents here is that your kids would, that you would begin to nurture the faith Mm -hmm. of your children. The goal for parents in the last stage of caregiving is that they would see and feel and experience Mm -hmm. your faith. The goal here for parents is that we would begin to nurture the faith of our, of our children. And so that's a long introduction, but it's important. So you understand the context of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. We're super excited today. Yay, Grace, yay. Why, don't, why don't you introduce our guests since I was just rambling for so well, long. Well, I'm just going to pass the mic over to our guest. If you could introduce yourself, give a little background on what you do and share a little bit about your family. We heard your voice a little while ago. So those of our families that are listening, um, just audio and not YouTube would have heard your voice and probably are wondering who's that who's who that, is who's that? that fourth voice yeah. sorry for sneaking it ahead of time like no that. it's amazing so i'll pass it to you who are you my name's doug jones oh yeah <laughs> wow. thank you chris producer chris and i go way back so i have a feeling he's gonna mess with me a lot today what, was producer chris was he your youth pastor when you were a teenager yeah he was he oh, was wow. yeah wow. i would i would not be in ministry today if it wasn't for chris and tina reed Wow, 100%. that's wow. amazing. My I, first I, ministry job was under Chris Reed at our previous church. That's so I owe a lot to him. Wow. Before you go on, Doug, I'm just going to hit a pause for a second because this is a great opportunity to remind our parents of something that we, the studies, a statistics and study and history bears this to be true, but Doug and Chris are like a tangible example of one of the keys, one of the keys to children following Jesus in their adult years is to have a relationship with a, an older believer other than mom and dad. Mm, yeah. An older believer yeah, other so than mom so and dad. Mm-hmm. Not always a youth pastor. It could be a coach or an uncle yeah. or whoever, a neighbor, but a relationship with another adult beyond just mom and dad who loves Jesus that mm-hmm. takes an interest in, in the development of that, of that child. And here we are. I mean, yeah, this is awesome that, that Doug is largely who he is yeah. because of Chris's influence. That's just 
That's awesome. That's super cool. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Doug, your name is Doug. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I just moved into a new position at Saddleback as the associate Lake Forest campus pastor. So I work with our uh, Lake Forest campus pastor to help lead this campus, care for our staff, and mm. and just kind of set direction. So that's been a lot of fun. That's brand new. So very much coming up to speed. That's exciting. Oh, yeah, in fact, this Perfect podcast is like a it's like a nice reprieve from like a crazy coming up to speed yeah. season that I'm in. So for sure. just kind of chilling and talking with you guys is actually yeah. a great uh, little moment of pause. Um, I served as our ministry pastor for a few years prior to that. So mm-hmm. helping people find their shape, get plugged into mm-hmm. ministry in the church and, and that kind of stuff. That's awesome. Um, been married to my wife, Joyce, for it'll be 13 years wow. next month. So we're going to be celebrating that. Um, really excited. Exciting. So we're, our marriage is exiting the tween years and ent- entering the teen years. Oh, yeah. Um, Joyce is just uh, phenomenal. She's just this incredible mom, extremely sensitive and empathic and just caring and kind. Um, just a wonderful, wonderful person and a really great person for God to pair me with because mm-hmm. I I can be I can be very um, focused and direct mm-hmm. and, and um and a little rough around the edges, and she has been such a softening influence in my life and has helped bring out a lot of qualities that I don't know that they would have come out of me any other way. So she's just uh, just wonderful. Yeah. We've got two kids, Amelia, who's going to be 10 next month, and she is she's just my baby girl. She she took my heart from day one. She was, she was born, <laughs> and she had these great big dimples, and her dad has basically just been <laughs> her belonging ever since then. Um, but she's uh, she's just creative. She's intuitive. Um, she's conscientious. She's very extroverted and fun. So we just love Emmy to death. We call her Emmy for short. Mm-hmm. Jude is our seven-year-old, um, our son, um, the youngest of the two. He is um, scary, smart, very sensitive, um, just... Uh, uh, a little more introverted than than his sister, so Emmy kind of breaks the ice whenever they're in a, like mm-hmm. a new place, and Jude kind of swoops in behind her and is like, "I am also here," and and then he finds a way through that. But um, and Jude Jude has with his mom what I have with Amelia. I mean, the two of them are just so beautifully mm-hmm. bonded at this age, and and I really love to see that. So, Amazing. yeah, wow, yeah. your description of your family like perfection it was so good it's like such a wonderful lovely intro it's like that's like the feel-good music for me hearing someone talk about their family so well it's like oh feels so good well before we dive into this stage and share with our listeners a little bit of your experience and maybe some things that we can gleam and learn from this age and stage and some of the um, roles and goals parents have we do have a little bit of an icebreaker all right, let's break it. <laughs> Chris, oh, no. Oh, I know what it is. Producer Chris, <laughs> you know so yourself. on a sound effects, like he's, he's on a hot streak. Yeah. This <laughs> is to present the bowl. His sound effects finger. <laughs> so oh, pro- I get to pick a thing? Producer Chris the really. The urn of ulcers. Okay, I think there might be one more this, coming. This, the tub of terror. Okay, the tub yeah, rule of, of threes. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> if you had left us hanging on to, I'd have been very mad. Yeah. So for our just audio listeners, I am holding this porcelain bowl that does not look like the tub of terror, or yeah. what did you say, the pot of is. perplexity? <laughs> so don't be scared. But um, it doesn't look menacing at all. It, no, does, it does not, not look, look menacing, menacing at all. So this is. <laughs> 
<laughs> producer Chris. Oh my goodness. This is a, a game that we play a lot with our kids and our kids love it. So to break the ice, these are just what would you rather questions. So if you could okay. pick three and we're oh, just three. going, yeah, three and we'll just uh, zip through them. Um, One, two. And, uh, and get to know you just a l little bit better before we dive into the really tough questions. All right. Let's see. First one, would you rather go scuba diving or skydiving? That one's easy. Scuba diving all the way. Oh. Skydiving is not something I will ever do in my lifetime. No <laughs> desire to do it. Uh, doesn't don't, seem sensible don't say to that. me. I know. Don't say that. I feel That's, like it's going to happen I now. I said that and I went. And yeah. No desire. Yeah, I went. I didn't even. Did you go because someone set a yeah. trap for you? No, I went because somebody asked me to go as a favor for something else. And, and you said yes. I, yeah, I said yeah. <laughs> I want to put this out there for any loved ones who might listen to this. Like, if you ever surprise me with skydiving, you think that's going to be a fun time. You're going to get me to do it. I'm not no. going to do it. Yeah. You're going to lose your deposit. It's going to be bad. You're going to be unhappy. It's just not going to work out. I I cannot see myself. Yeah. But you that. have it, gone scuba diving, or have, you would uh, go scuba. Diving. I would go scuba diving. Yeah, I I'm pretty at home in the water. I I I love to swim and surf and snorkel. Snorkel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, so scuba diving. Yeah, I'd be totally fine with that. That's cool. It feels. Earthly, it feels like a, something that reasonably a person should do. <laughs> Jumping out of a plane, I just not. I don't want to yuck anybody's yum. Any adventurers out there who love to do that kind of stuff? I don't want to like. Did you say yuck? Yeah. They're yum. Yeah, like yuck, the, just because I don't like it. What? I don't want to take the fun out of somebody that what? does like it. That was a really okay, cool now, Grace, phrase. Grace, you guys are the same age. Have you ever heard that? I have never heard of that. I don't want to yuck want... anybody's yum. But you know, I think I'm going like to use it. it now. I do like. I'm going to try to use it today yeah. at some point. I don't want to yuck well, your yum. <laughs> there we go. Okay, question number two. Number two. Would you rather live without hot water for showers and baths or live without a washing machine? Ugh. That's Boy. Easy, right? I mean, that's kind of easy. I'd live without the washing machine. Just wear the clothes into the shower. <laughs> 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 you wash them, just yeah. wash them while you're there, in there. There you go. Right there. Okay. But yeah. the hot water, the absence of hot water, according to that question, is not complete absence it's just for showering exactly and right right oh so i i would go with that. i'd give that up yeah. and that's a thing now these days take a 30 second shower people take cold showers yeah, yeah, cold 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 yeah the cold plunge yeah. is so popular now yeah. so well there you go okay the last one all right number three would you rather have a live-in chef or a live-in cleaner? Oh man! Oh, oh. gosh! Yeah, that one's easy <laughs> too. That's easy too. Yeah, live-in cleaner for oh, sure. Oh gosh, man! Me and Doug are not on the same really wavelength. Really, you're the opposite. Obvious yeah. chef. Oh. I love to cook. So to oh. me, I, I I love to yeah I love to cook. So, okay, I love to grill and stuff yeah. like that. So that that would be taking the. I mean, there are definitely days where it's sure. like it'd be great to just yes. you know come but home. But all to that. in all, for you, that's like a fun but hobby almost. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I I will go out of my way to cook, but cleaning is just one of those things that you just. Gotta do. You know? I do not like cleaning, and my wife, I, I don't cook for well. Rachel's a great cook, and yeah, I think for us to have a live in cook would be amazing. It's the I dream. Think, yeah, it's the absolute dream. But the gift to your wife is the cleaning all the time. Well, she and I both clean, and are you saying that it's only the wife's I job to clean? To your house. <laughs> I think you want to be careful here, Chris. Chris. What's happening over there? <laughs> I'm <laughs> about to yuck your yum all over <laughs> this place. <laughs> nice, nice, nice. I have been to your house a number of times yes. and not seen you clean once. Oh. She is cleaning before and during and after. Uh, that's and a it's... very limited sample. Mm. Very sample limited size. sample nice. size. Observation. All right. <laughs> very. I've got chores. 
Yeah. I've got chores yeah, and my right responsibility. Yeah. Do you get the my stickers? Do you get the stickers? What's That's happening so over funny. here? Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Thank you for playing that game of Tub of Terror. Sure. With us. Um, so to kind of get to know you a little bit more in your family, can you start off by sharing um, what's been one of your maybe most memorable experiences as a parent so far? Mm. Can I do one per kid? Sure. Sure. Yeah. Okay. That sounds great. One that really um, that I think is forever going to stick with me is so, – so Jude I mentioned earlier is kind of our – he's more of an introverted guy. He's got his buddies and when he's with his buddies, he's just full on. He's having a great time. Um, but he can tend to be on the shyer side. And when he started T-ball a couple of years ago, um, you know, it was kind of – it was quite an experience for him. He was kind of trying to gather the courage of going out in the field in front of people and working with a team and all that yeah. stuff. And it was a beautiful – process for him. And I will never forget, um, and this actually goes back to the point you were making earlier, Kurt, about how, you know, other adults who aren't our parents are so, are so Mm. crucial. Um, Jude had his first at bats, you know, during a game for his first T-ball team. And it was very scary for him. And he was getting pretty overwhelmed. And he was, you know, I was kind of like, you got this buddy, I'm in the dugout and sending him out there. And he was just sort of dragging his bat, like freaked out, you know, and and the tears were already starting to come. But I'm like, I I can't let him back down. I got to keep putting the wind at his back and and say, let's go, let's go. And um, his coach at the time, who's become a good friend of ours, his name is Chris. Another Chris, actually another Chris, as it happens. Um, Just an amazing coach who just was really kind and gentle with Jude in that moment. And I knew that I couldn't go comfort him because I th- I thought that if I swooped in, mm. it was gonna it was gonna be too much of like the okay I can just kind of crumble mm. into my dad kind of a thing. But with Chris, there was there there was a sense of like there's another there's another guy who's setting a bar that I want to rise to. And Chris just gave him some great encouragement, gave him a pep talk right there at the plate. And Jude set up and he he swung and got a great hit and and I was standing at this point I had moved over to the first base coach position so I watched him coming down the first baseline after his hit with this giant grin mm. on his face and it was just this beautiful <laughs> moment and with with Jude we always try to lean into yes you you're going to face a fear but just try to think about how good you're going to feel afterwards mm. and so it was so sweet to be able to show him the video of himself running down the baseline with that big smile after he conquered his fear and that just really unlocked a, a lot of um like it was, it was one rep in mm. in a process right. of exercising courage for him, which I'll forever treasure for sure. Um, Emmy recently, um, especially Amelia, has shown a really like she she shows a lot of a mission mindset with her friends, mm. and it's pretty neat to. And maybe we'll touch on that later on, but it's really sweet to see how her um, her heart for her friends is starting to kick in. She's got some mm. friends who come to KSG with mm-hmm. her every uh, Wednesday. Uh, KSG is kids small groups for anyone who may not be familiar at, mm-hmm. at Saddleback and um, and recently Emmy was sort of having this realization about the urgency around salvation and what that means for her friends it was starting to really click for her and um, a few weeks ago this is actually pretty fresh Joyce was taking all the kids to KSG and as the kids jumped in the car these two other girls Emmy just point blankly asked them both do you guys want to accept Jesus tonight Why? And um, one of them was like, yeah, I want to do that. And she ended up receiving Christ at KSG that night. Wow. And I was just so proud of her for just yeah. putting it out there and having having the courage to just ask, just, just ask the question, you know. Yeah. And it ended up paying these, these great dividends, and it was really beautiful. We got to celebrate that as a family, which was really cool. So the, our kids are so different, but the things we celebrate in each of them um, mm. are just mm. – 
precious in their own ways. That's amazing. That's yeah. really fun. So as we jump into talking about parenting in your current parenting stage, mm-hmm. you have you have two kids. Both of your children are in this grade mm-hmm. one to five stage mm-hmm. where you're crafting. Your role as a parent is is to craft, among other things. Um, so Emmy, is she fifth grade? Is that? T- fourth. She's fourth grade mm-hmm. and Jude is... Jude's first. First grade. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're, yeah, they're kind yeah. of on the other yeah. on opposite yeah, ends. On the, of the two opposite ends of that of that spectrum there. Mm-hmm. Um, talk to me a little bit or talk to us a little bit about as you're thinking about your kids and your parenting, what what are some things that you're experiencing mm-hmm. as as a father? And side note, next week we're gonna have your wife Joyce as our second mm-hmm. guest, which we have not done last week. Colton and, and Charlotte aren't married. Right. They're just two different parents who in the same stage. Mm. This is the only time we're going to have a dad and then a mom talking about this, this stage of parenting. So it'll be very fun to see yeah. how consistent they are in their answers. <laughs> <laughs> Do <laughs> they tell the same we're, we're stories? Gonna, we're gonna, yeah, we're going to yeah. see all the, all the little uh, parenting inconsistencies and struggles are going to bubble to the surface that hasn't been the case with anybody else. So welcome yeah. to that. Welcome yeah. to that. We'll be sure to point those out I to know. you guys. Um, <laughs> I told her last night, babe, we can't, she was like asking me some questions. Like, we can't compare notes too much because no, we got to, right. we got to yes. walk in our own lanes here. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so when you think of the, the stage of elementary age crafting and the, the goal of nurturing your faith, just what's something that Maybe it's been a little bit of an aha moment for you as a dad. Like you mm. didn't, maybe you didn't see it coming. And what's something that you just really appreciate about this particular season of parenting? Mm. Well, there there are there are a lot of aha moments that um, we we face all the time. There are things that are, are surprising us all the time about the stages that we're in as we move through them. Mm-hmm. One of the things I really appreciate about Jude at his stage, he's especially as a as a little boy, as a as a up and coming man, there's this strong drive in him for feelings of competence, and he has a, a really high desire for affirmation right now. That I I think at this stage is um, almost in excess of where his sister is. Mm. He really likes to kind of check back with me, like, "Did I do a good job? Was that good? Was that good?" And um, so I I can see him really. Uh, learning to appreciate his wins, his successes, mm. and kind of relish those a little bit and try to try to help him look back and celebrate those little moments, you know, not let those small victories pass by. But he's he's um, starting to feel proud of himself when he when he does something that's really cool, when he does something that feels like an accomplishment to him, whatever that might be. And he's such a great buddy for me that mm. I can take him along in a lot of stuff and watch him start to blossom and and even if it's something as simple as, you know, tightening a screw or something like that, it's like it makes him feel like, yes, I'm capable, I'm competent, I am, I, I, I'm mm. able, you know. So I, I love that about him and, and where he's at. With Emmy, Emmy is in a really expressive stage where she's wanting to she's, – she's wanting to craft. She's wanting to express her own self and her own identity. And um, with her, it, it, a lot of it has to do with – really being a good listener with her and making sure she feels understood. She has a lot of questions. Um, so I think a lot of what drives our spiritual development for them is just their own curiosity. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're, are, they're innately curious about the world mm-hmm. and about their creator and about how they fit in. I mean, we're all born in the middle of a story and we're having to sort of figure out how we fit into that mm-hmm. bigger, broader story. Mm-hmm. So I, I find that one of the things that 
and I'm sure we'll come to this more later when it comes to more of the pragmatics of it, but one of the things that keeps our kids growing spiritually is they just have this insatiable curiosity, and they've got all these Mm -hmm. questions that bubble up, and um, it just serves as a springboard into all these really interesting and intriguing and challenging conversations that we have, and sometimes at the most inconvenient times. Mm -hmm, (laughs) I mean, I, I, I think one of the things that I thought would come more easily for me as a longtime pastor as a as a teacher and uh, I thought that I would be able to kind of knock it out of the park when my kids came to me with certain questions <laughs> and, and there there have been some where I felt like okay nailed it on that one but what's what what's difficult about it is they hit you with them at the most random times yeah right. so it's not like you get right. this chance to kind of premeditate your responses right. to things and respond so in a way true. that is like oh this is perfect I've already taken the time to hone this for their age level and Definitely we're intentional with certain yeah. things, but yeah. but their questions are a big driver of, of their own spiritual mm-hmm. development. Well, what I love about that or what's what kind of is popping out to me about that is um, psychologists and um, ch- child adolescent development and child, what's that called? Pe- not, what's before adolescence? What's the official phrase? Like before pe- adolescence? Oh, pe- like pediatrician would be the child doctor. Right. Uh-huh. You uh, mean... I don't know, like like adle- there's adolescent psychology, and what would be the psychology just for child? Elementary? Child, child psychology, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Are we editing my best. Are we going to edit this one? This no. one feels like this one just it feels like it's too much work for editing. Um, <laughs> child psychologists, yes, that devel- Developmental experts would say that our personalities are largely formed by about mm-hmm. age four or five. Mm. Which makes sense, kind of how you're saying how your two kids are sort of approaching life and it, a little bit differently, even though they're in a similar stage of life, mm-hmm. because their personalities have been by now fairly hardwired in there. Mm-hmm. Um, which is what makes it so fun is that even though we can kind of say with some degree of confidence and accuracy, this is the stage that elementary kids are in. This is what they how they're develop how they're developing. These are some of the characteristics, but man, they all navigate it so differently. Yeah. Right? I mean, the, yeah. and, and the journey for how we raise one child who forget about a six, a, a five, four years difference in their ages, a, three, a little a, less than a three. three year difference. I mean, you could be raising twins yeah. in the exact same season and stage of life, but their little personalities of how they, how they're navigating it and how, how many questions, you know, our kids aren't always, they don't all ask the same amount of questions, the same questions. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just, just a fun thing to think about how uniquely yeah. wired our kids are, even though they're maybe in the same, in the same season. Yeah. And I love what, um, Doug, you said specifically about being curious because mm-hmm. then as our role as parents in this season to offshoot what you're saying, Kurt, is it's not this canned, you know, our kids should be acting like this and behaving like this is you need to be curious as a crafter right. because you are crafting your kids in their unique shape. Right. And if we kind of go into it thinking this is the, you know, the the playbook of parenting mm. and how kids should be, we miss out on those unique moments, things that you are observing as a dad that's unique about your daughter versus your son. Mm. Right. Like you can see that because yeah. you're saying that you're curious. And I also loved just want to underscore like how you said to celebrate and point out their victories like Mm. for jude it's like that is to me like classic crafter because Mm. kids don't know what we should emphasize and what should be 
reiterated. And as parents, it's like you are emphasizing, no, this was good. You were brave. You mm -hmm. did this. Look at this. And it reinforces that. Yeah. Um, and, and that's such a just a beautiful picture of a crafter to yeah. me. Well, and the crafting piece of being willing to answer all the questions. Because, yeah. you know, it's tempting as a parent to be like, bro, you know, <laughs> dial it back. Enough yeah. Come back in five years. Come <laughs> back in five years. Give me a break. Yeah. I need a little. But what we're doing is however we respond to their curiosity, their mm -hmm. question asking, that is crafting in them mm -hmm. a mindset or a worldview of whether it's safe or not to be curious. So true. Whether it's safe or not to go to mom and dad with my questions, my concerns, my doubts. And really, at this stage, as a crafter, you are crafting how uh, how the next stage, which is begins to get really vital when they're in junior high, mm. you know, if if they know I can ask mom mm. and dad stuff, because right now most of the questions they're asking aren't of extreme consequence. In junior high, mm -hmm. they start having these questions and these doubts that have some pretty heavy ramifications. Mm. And if they don't know where to go to get those answers. And so what you're doing right now with your kids, especially with, with Jude is saying, Hey, because I I'm answering all these less significant questions. Now they're significant to him in the moment, mm -hmm. you know, as a dad, they're not the big questions of life. They're right. going to come later. But what you're doing is you're crafting an environment mm. that he will be able and feel comfortable asking the bigger questions later on, mm. um, which Good. I think is one of the bigger gifts we can give our kids is the safety to ask meaningful questions of mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah, that's so. great. Yeah, okay. We, we oh. try not to be too judgmental of their questions right. because that we want to set the stage for future question asking and right. to know that the door is open. And right. we'd rather them ask those questions to us yeah. and yes. not to other adults that may or may not be in their life or people at school or things like that, that right. might speak into yeah, something in a way that's completely errant. That's mm -hmm. good. Okay. Doug, as you are in this parenting stage of crafting and helping nurture your children's, your children's faith, what are one or two unexpected, really good experiences, stuff you've really enjoyed? And what are one or two struggles, things that have caught you off guard that have been harder as a dad than you thought mm -hmm. they might be in this season? One of, the, one of the things that I, I, I'm really appreciating right now, like really like in, in the last weeks, months, is just how much they can experience and begin living out God's purposes in their life mm -hmm. now. I, I don't know what it is. Like, I mean, I, I worked with students for many years and things like that, so it's not like this is like a foreign concept to me, but for, for some reason, I don't think I really had a full appreciation of just how much they can begin living their purposes mm -hmm. right now. It's not just a training stage. Like, they're literally impacting yeah. other people for Jesus right now. You know, watching Amelia serve yeah. in Saddleback Kids yep. is this beautiful experience. Watching her share her faith with her friends is a beautiful experience. Jude talking about his buddies at, at school who don't believe in God and him caring about that now is kind of, it's a little surprising to me, but there's um, there's just so much more spiritual depth, and it's not it's not just training. They're doing things that already have... Yeah. Stakes attached to yeah. them. They already matter. Isn't it wild how how tempting it is or how natural it is for us as parents and adults to underestimate mm -hmm. oh, yeah. what our what our kids are capable of? Yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. I mean, I, I've kind of seen my kids as like if I when I bring them to church with me and stuff, I kind of have seen them as like my tag alongs in so many ways. Like I'm here to do ministry and they're coming along with me and we're training mm -hmm. and we're working on our social skills and looking right. people in the eye and all those things. But 
that's not the case anymore. They're they're doing the ministry and they're yeah. loving people and they're they're making their mark yeah. right now. Mm. And so that's been a, a, a great awakening for yeah. me for sure. What's been tough? What's what's just been a, a rougher than expected piece of the journey? Well, uh, w- one one thing that's been tough is it, it kind of ties back to the questions f- from earlier. I mean, the depth of the questions that they ask mm-hmm. is shocking at times, mm. you know. And again, it it comes at you when you're not ready. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Emmy's having a hard time going to sleep tonight, and it's because she's thinking about pretty heavy duty oh, questions, wow. and then she wants to come talk to us about those. Or, you know, we did we did a Passover with our friends uh, a few weeks ago, and we started talking about the the first Passover. We talk about the 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 Israelites in Egypt and this whole process, and and they started asking these questions about the angel of death and mm. God sent this angel, and what is that? So we're having this really deep conversation about kind of the nature of who God is and how does this piece of the story fit into the grander story and God's character. And mm-hmm. and these are very mm-hmm. hard things yeah. to walk a kid through because it's a very grown-up and intense story that we're talking about. So, I mean, one of the things that's hard in that is you want to steward those moments well because those, those conversations don't happen every single day. And right. so I think for me as a parent, I'm like, I, I, I want to make sure they have a very clear, accurate, and loving picture of who God is. Mm. So I want to steward this conversation really well. And um, sometimes you just, yeah, I mean, I'm someone who kind of prides myself on being very thoughtful and intentional and clear. And there are times where I'm like, okay, we're going to do our best on this one and see just how it comes out. I'm going to, we're driving in the car on our way back from our friend's house and we're having this pondering moment on the nature of God. And that's, that's heavy and tough. So Mm. that, that can be a real challenge. And those are the moments where I'm like, wonder if we're doing this right. right. <laughs> we yeah. know there's some things we're doing right, but we don't know. We don't, we know there's a lot yeah. we're doing wrong too. Like even as we're recording this podcast, I'm thinking, I'm, I want to try to just say the things that if Emmy and Jude listened to this in 10 years, they would say, <laughs> yeah, that was true. <laughs> they wouldn't be like, baloney. You didn't do that. Yeah, right. You know? Trust me, that thought's gone through my mind more than once as we're recording this podcast. Oh. I, you know, if my adult children listen to this, <laughs> Are they going to agree that you know that I did Will this or I tried rise that? Rise up and or... call me blessed or call me a liar. You know? <laughs> That's why I'm back in the corner, just not really saying. Much. <laughs> the safe zone. Oh no, you said enough to incriminate yourself. <laughs> you know, you, you definitely you've given some gold nuggets. Well, Doug, as we wrap up, I'm just going to kind of put you on the spot for a second. I want because sure. I want to give our listeners. I, I think all of this has been helpful, but they're just pulling out little bits and pieces. I want to. I want you to leave them with one or two highly pragmatic. We try not to be overly prescriptive in this podcast, but every now and then I like to say, Hey, here's, here's two things you can do, Mm. or here's three things that have worked for us. Can you just give one or two or three, um, like tips, tricks, things that have worked for you in your parenting journey of nurturing your children's faith at Mm. home outside of church? Church is awesome. Church does a great job of nurture, but it's not the church's job. It's part of our role. Yeah. It's primarily your and Joyce's role to do that, right? Mm-hmm. So what are some things what are some things that you have found that actually work in your efforts to help nurture their young faith? Yeah, well, I mean some of them are just doing spiritual disciplines together as a family and in the little ways and where we can. I mean we're not a family that has like a regular practice of sitting down and doing family Bible studies. We'll, we'll sit down and we'll open their adventure Bible, you know, periodically and we'll talk through the stories cause they enjoy that. Um, but I, I wouldn't say that we've been really super, um, you know, ultra consistent in that. 
one thing that we're really consistent with is praying together mm. frequently. We, we pray together every single night at bedtime, and we kind of take turns doing that. And and in that, we're practicing what it looks like to have a conversation with God. And Because kids will, will kind of just press play on the tape of the prayer that they did the last right. time they prayed. <laughs> right. And sometimes it's just like, oh, my gosh, like, uh, like get a little more creative. Say a little bit more about that, you know? So we explore that with them. Grandma loves that you pray for her every night. You know, there's other people in the world. Yeah, that yeah. person hasn't been sick in six, six months, but you just, they're stuck in the tape. Yeah. Zoe prays for her food when we're going to bed. You know, like the, the meal type oh, prayer. Yeah, Thank sure. you for this food. Thank you for this. Day. I'm like, wait, this is bedtime. Or sometimes our, our kids will do it in reverse sometimes. We're, we're sitting down for a meal and it's just going to be a relatively quick prayer, but they start doing the full on nighttime. Uh, yeah. It's like, hold up, hold up, hold up. We'll get, we'll get to all that stuff. We have a whole prayer list. We'll get to that in a little while. One thing that, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's connected to living out their purposes. It's connected to their faith. It has a lot to do with character. I would say that one thing that, one thing I think we're doing right is we, we've, we made a conscious decision to sort of codify our family's character, mm-hmm. our family's identity. And now certainly there's the broader definition of our identity, which incorporates a much bigger cloud of attributes in, in our relationship to Jesus and our relationship to our church and all the five purposes and all these things. But early on, Joyce and I tried to set, um, we just tried to make it clear and simple what the essential um, characteristics of our family would be. Mm. And so Joyce and I talked about it quite a bit when the kids were really little before they really could start instilling this stuff too much. And so one tip I would give is to, if you can come up with a way to make your family values really tangible and concrete and easy to remember, Mm. um, I think that is paying big dividends for us. For us, we settled on three things that we want to be as a family. And the the three words are kindness, wisdom, and courage. Mm. Mm. And it's something that we constantly immerse our kids in. Mm. We wanted a, a, a really simple phrase that would get at the essence of who we want to be as people, the way we relate to each other and to, to others and, and the way we um, take the biblical principles and apply them to our lives. And we, we wanted something that we could just remind them of constantly. And then we could, we could couch things in it too. We can couch mm-hmm. our praise right. in those attributes, and we can also couch our discipline in those attributes. Yeah, and we good. thought, okay, well, every time there's a breach in our family or with a friend or in their behavior or whatever, or a success it's probably going to be because there was either a win or a loss in the area of kindness. We weren't kind to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or there was a win or a loss in the area of wisdom. We made a foolish choice or we made a great choice. That was awesome. Or in the area of courage. We, we knew what was right to do, but we didn't do it because we were too scared or because mm-hmm. it was too hard. And so we, we tried to nail those down. So now, like, you know, if I'm dropping the kids off at school, you know, we it's almost like this, like, trigger in our brains. Like, we hit the little bump, bump as we're going up the driveway to, dro- <laughs> to drop the kids off. And it triggers me to be like, who are we going to be today? Kind, wise, mm. and courageous. Mm. And those things have really have dug deep into their minds. Mm-hmm. Like, I honestly believe that if Joyce and I were to go to heaven today and we could no longer make any investment in our kids, they would always remember that mm. Joneses are kind, wise, and courageous. Wow. And Emmy spontaneously made mm. this bracelet for me, which has the family motto on it, That's kind, wise, wow. and courageous. That's oh. awesome. And it was literally, and I wear this every single day because that was one of the, one of the moments where I was like, these things are getting, oh. I came home from work yeah. and she had made me this bracelet. And so it just gives us a way of like, that was wow. so yep. kind what you did. Yep. That was so wise what mm-hmm. you did. And, and so we've just they have they know what those words mean biblically and and in and, and practically in their day to day 
and we we reinforce it. And now it's it's sunk into them so deeply that I, this is one of the other surprising things, or maybe not surprising, but uh, I didn't see it coming. I guess is that they hold us to it all the time, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So they start to spot the inconsistencies yeah, in your behavior, and it's of like, course. wow, you're yeah. really. You're picking these up a little too well, you know. It's like, why do you get to say that word and I don't get to say that word? Or, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Okay, well, yeah. Oh, that's such a good yes. example of a crafter. I oh, mean, exactly. just your yeah. stories, just everything that you've shared, just how you create that space for safe questions and how you are purposefully instilling these values and not leaving it to chance and reinforcing it. I mean, this bracelet for our YouTube watchers, you should show it. I mean, it's that yeah. is awesome. That My is just girl. the coolest thing. Yeah. And there it is, kind, wise, and courageous. Well, Doug, thanks so much for joining us. If you're a listener and you know a friend or a colleague who has a child or children in the elementary age, in the crafting season of parenting, man, we'd love it if you would pass this podcast on to them. This one may not apply to you because your kids are in a different season, but you probably know somebody who is crafting their children and nurturing their faith. Doug, tons of thanks for joining so us. Good. My pleasure. Thanks really for appreciate so it. Everybody, thanks for listening and we will see you soon. Bye everyone. Thanks for joining the On Purpose Parents podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can help us by rating and reviewing our podcast on iTunes. If you're listening on our Saddleback Parents YouTube channel, please like and leave a comment. Also, remember to subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. You can connect with us by texting the word parents to the number 83000, following us on Instagram at Saddleback Parents, and emailing your comments to parents at saddleback.com. As a huge thank you, you can browse our hundreds of free resources at onpurposeparents.com, all created to help you win at parenting. We'll catch you next time.